Welcome to Adventures Reads. Today's adventure is written by Ikuba and read by Lydia Forsen. The woman who married six and a half men. Chapter 3 And After the Kiss. As I stood there watching Asiata and Mr. Smith, the white cat keys and headmaster passionately kissing, I began to plot my escape. I stepped gingerly on a pile of palm fronds that someone had cut and left on my grandmother's farm. It made a squishing noise, but the two people were too busy sucking each other's tongues to notice. And that was how I gently retreated out of the farm till I came to the footpath which my three male cousins had freshly weeded with holes one week ago. It was a rainy season, and weeds were growing as furiously as the plantain, palm, and cocoa trees were flourishing. I ran out of the footpath, past the school where other students were having classes. If it were not that I was running away from being eaten, I would have stopped outside the school a while. I like to do that from time to time. Down outside the school compound, with its whitewashed stones and garden full of bougainvillea and hibiscus. I would gaze at the yellow and blue painted walls of the school, gaze past the wooden windows into the classroom where the teacher stood sternly in front of the class with wooden canes, writing on blackboards with white chalks. I would look at the pupils, writing on their own mini black slates with chalks. I imagined that I was one of the students wearing the uniform a yellow blouse and a blue skirt. I imagined that I was able to open a book and read whatever was in it. But today, I didn't stop outside the school. I ran past it. I ran past the marketplace. Today was not a market day, so the area was not bustling with women selling cocoyam, tomatoes, scotch bonnet peppers, and dried tilapia to make garden eggs stew with. I ran past Autry's shop, the only shop in our village which stocked every product that was carried in those big ships from London where they said the Queen's Palace was built with nothing but gold mined from Ashanti towns to our village. Delicious tins of corned beef which we children could only eat at Christmas. Sweet biscuits, sugar cues which I love to suck raw whenever one of the adults gave one to me tins of sardine which the rich people ate their kinky with, bars of soap, white powder and crazy lamps. I ran past homes, bumped into a few people who swore me and called me foolish girl, ran down the road full of red soil leading up to my home. I rushed into my home, past the wooden fence of a house and entered the big compound structure with 12 rooms arranged in a square around a large compound. There were three rooms on each side of the square. The walls were unpainted, but the whole house was roofed with corrugated sheets, which was a testament to the fact that my grandfather was one of the few elderly men in our village who had gone to school. Hey, Araba, where's the basket that I asked you to bring from Ayaz farm? That was my aunt, Issa Araba. She was the reason why I had gone to Ayaz my grandmother's farm, and ended up seeing that fearful sight. Mama is Saraba, for in those days, we called our mother's sister's mama. Mama is Saraba had gone to the farm, and when she saw her friend standing across at the other farm, 
the same farm where I saw the two people kissing, she stopped farming altogether and went over to chat with her friend. And that was how Mame Saba spent the entire day helping her friend to weed her farm, and she achieved the astonishing feat of leaving behind the basket she brought to the farm. The fact that she could leave a basket on a farm showed how spoiled she was. It's the equivalent of abandoning your handbag in your office because you were chatting with a friend. Hey, Araba, Mama Isaraba said again, yanking painfully on my ear. I will beat you. Have you become like those kids that refuse to run errands when they are sent? I was an introverted child, and ordinarily, I would have kept quiet, but something in me snapped, and I exploded. I, I, is it my fault that I ran back home? If you knew the atrocities that are being committed on our farm, you won't pull my ear like that. People are being killed on our farm. Hey, Mama Isaba was shocked since she had never heard me speak to an adult like that. With her mouth hanging open, I told her how Mr. Smith had chewed up Isiata's mouth and was still eating her up as we spoke. No sooner had the words left my mouth than Mama Isaba threw her head back and laughed heartedly. Without bothering to explain to my perplexed self why she was laughing, she ran straight into the womb of one of her sisters, Mame Rufwa. All I heard were whispers, followed by titters and guffaws, after which they both ran into the room of their sister-in-law. That was how news spread in my village about how the newly posted white cat keys had been carrying on an affair with another man's wife. Three days later at dawn, I was on my way to fetch water from the stream, and I passed by Auntie Isiata's house, as I usually did. I saw Kofiason, her husband, throwing a jute bag full of her clothes outside the house while she wept bitterly. Kofiason was weeping too, but he was weeping silently, and a solitary tear ran down his cheek that he didn't bother to wipe away. Asiata's rival and Kofiason's first wife stood a short distance away from where Kofiason was throwing out Asiata's bag, with her baby tied to her back. Isiata's rival hooted and clapped provocatively at her rival, Ooh, a adulterous woman. Your charms against my husband did not work. So all this while, instead of giving him a son, you were moving around with every man in this village, eh? And you have no shame. How could you even date a white man? Those people smell. They don't even bath or clean their teeth with a chewing stick. Go away with all your bad luck. Two weeks later, Mr. Smith was transferred from our village, presumably to another village. His tenure at our village lasted only a month, which was very unusual, because catkis and headmasters were usually assigned for at least a year. No reason was given for the transfer, but before he was transferred, the district commissioner came all the way to our village, which was very rare and had a long conversation with our chief, which only the elders in the palace were allowed to hear. No one knows to today what happened, but word has it that our chief asked the district commissioner to take his cat case, who could not control his male member, out of our village. Otherwise, he couldn't guarantee his safety. Word also has it that our chief told the DC that had Mr. Smith been a native of our village, 
he would have been thoroughly beaten up by Kofi Esun and his friends. As to pay Ayaferi, that is, damages to Kofi Esun and slaughter a sheep to pacify the gods for his unclean acts of not just seducing another man's wife, but doing it on a farm and thus defiling the land which belonged to the earth goddess, Asasiya. Eventually, although no one could explain how, Isiata ended up back in Kofi Esun's house. Some said that he had taken her back because he loved her too much. Others said that she had put a charm in his food and tied him up to her. She remained his favorite wife until the day that he died. Sometimes even infidelity is not strong enough to destroy the love that one person has for the other. My grandchild, don't ask me how Isiata learned how to do that thing that you people call kissing. I don't know whether it was the white man who taught her or she learned it on her own. These white people like to kiss. They kiss their lovers, kiss their children, even their God. Jesus was kissed by his servant Judas, who later betrayed him. But for us, at least at our village, it didn't really used to be like that. We had other ways of showing affection, even with our lovers. When a man has your neck, ears, and breast to caress, your waist beats to play with, and to do all manner of exciting things with, and your body to make love to until you are so full of pleasure that you cannot even remember your name. Why does he need to spit in your mouth? Don't be shy, my grandchild. I may be old now, but it doesn't mean I didn't have fun in my days. Now I'm tired. I need to sleep. Let's talk again tomorrow, and I'll tell you about the day I felt like a woman. Thank you for tuning in. We hope you enjoyed today's adventure. Do not forget to share, follow us on social media and let us know what you think. We look forward to going on the next adventure with you. <laughs>